0: This is The Unconventional Education Show. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Unconventional Education Show, where we talk entrepreneurship, we talk mindset, and we talk life experiences to help you level up and become the best version of yourself. Back in... Stateside, I am officially in Tampa. I've been here for a few days now. And let me tell you, it was a fucking nightmare getting back here into the United States. We were chilling poolside at the Dan Carlton Hotel in Medellin. And if you guys ever go there, and if you stay in the city, couldn't recommend that place more. I think it was like $60 a night. And it's probably nicer than any hotel I've ever stayed in the world. Nicest staff beautiful pool but our flight was at about 4 p.m. on Wednesday. So it was noon, we're just hanging out by the pool. I was doing a little bit of work on my computer, just looking around and just absorbing the amazingness that Medellin is. And me and my buddy were like, "All right, well, we got to get out of here. He had lost his phone actually in the city, so it was really difficult for him to get his covid test and everything necessary to leave." So I was staying in our lake house. I came back for the last night to spend there, partially to help him, partially because I just love the city. But at around 1 p.m., we check out, we leave, we get a taxi to the airport, and that marked the beginning of just absolute chaos, disorder, and nothing going our way. It was hysterical, actually. So we got to the airport, and I've never seen this before, but you needed a ID and you needed a physical boarding pass. At the door to even get within the airport, so of course my friend didn't have the boarding pass because he didn't have his phone. So, and our Spanish is—you know—I'm working on it. We're taking—I'm taking Rosetta Stone. I, I practiced a lot when I was there, but I'm far from handling a situation that's just pure chaos and uh, something like that, like trying to get someone through the door. I can—I can order a freaking taxi and order my food and have basic conversation, but I don't know how to deal with not having a boarding pass but having your passport and all the bullshit that goes along with that, so um, basically, the lady told us that I needed to take his passport, go in, and get the boarding pass for him, and I didn't know how in the hell that was possible, or like, me just using someone else's ID to get a boarding pass seemed like the last thing that an airport would want me to do, but I went in, in and out actually three times because I tried to use a self-serve machine. I didn't have enough information. I tried to go and get someone to help me. I couldn't communicate what I wanted. The third time in, she must have radioed her friend because I went in line for American Airlines, which was ridiculous. And the lady came up to me. I showed her the passport. She figured out what I was trying to do. And she went and got my buddy's boarding pass. So we get him in. Now, for whatever reason, we were flying regular, um regular boarding and like we were going to upgrade a priority, but we couldn't figure it out because the line was so much shorter, whatever, we're waiting in line, they come up to us to check our COVID test, and you have like three days to take your COVID test before you board a flight, and mine was literally like I had two hours to spare, and she was trying to tell me that my COVID test was taken four days ago, so that was another 10-15 minute debacle, they're telling me I need to get out of line, retake my COVID test, blah, blah, blah get that sorted out. So, we get to the end of the line and we get to check our bags and then there's these forms we were supposed to fill out that we had absolutely no idea how to fill out or like that we were even supposed to. And I only have my phone so me and my buddy now need to fill it out only on my phone. <laughs> so we get our bags checked, everything's good, covid test is good. One lady like surveyed me about my experience in the country on the end of the line. I didn't know what the hell that was all about, but Anyway, bags checked, right, COVID test good, we're good to go, now it's on to getting through um, customs, basically, so we're, we're rifling through, trying to get this test done, we'd showed up to the airport like two and a half, um, more than that, yeah, I don't know, two and a half hours early, we're like winding down on time because of all the fiascos taking place, like we get to our spot, and now the guy that's checking our passports is breaking our balls because We have both of these forms filled out on my phone. Somehow we managed to finesse and maneuver our way through, and then it was just straight to the American Express lounge. Like that was the absolute necessary first stop. It was like self serve alcohol, and then my buddy just starts filling up a glass. Like it was just so stressful. It's just it's tough, and like you you can't. For me, I had a smile on my face the whole time. I was just laughing at how ridiculous it is. You can't get angry. Going into someone else's country, and if you're not fluent in the language, that they can't communicate with you. It's like we can't be entitled Americans and expect everyone to just speak English and bow down to us. So, for me, as shitty as it was, I was just laughing the whole way because it was just like, what the hell are you going to do? Like, why get in a bad mood and get angry and throw off your energy over something you can't control? So, we, we get to the lounge, I'm just pounding food, have a few drinks. And then we, we, we mistimed our boarding. So we, we come out and we're like the last ones. There's like an army of 20 American Airlines workers ready to get us on the plane. They were looking for us. So we get on and sit down like everything's good. And then we go to the runway to take off and our plane is just not going anywhere. And we're looking out the window and there's just planes taking off left and right. And our plane is just sitting there. For 10 minutes 20 minutes 30 minutes an hour and they're coming on the intercom blaming the weather but we're just watching fucking jets take off left and right all around us so at this point with the mask on in the plane like it is just not where I want to be like I was about ready to kick the window out of the plane to get out of there because I, I just was so uncomfortable it gets hot you have a mask on it's hard to breathe people around you are freaking out so after about an hour, they're like, all right, we're going to go back, we're going to get some gas, and then we're going to leave. So great, we're going to leave, but all of our connection flights were pretty much fucked. It, it, like we knew it before we even left that we probably weren't going to make our connection. So they go gas up, go back on the runway, we leave. And when we got to Miami, we had like 30 minutes until our connectors, but when you fly internationally, you got to go through the border uh, border patrol or control whatever the fuck it's called and then you have to uncheck your bag, recheck your bag. So by the time we even got our bags, all our flights had taken off. There's three of us. So so now we have to spend the night in Miami and I was just like, "All right, let's just book the hotel. Like our airline insurance will cover all of this. So like let's just book the hotel at the airport. I'm sure it's decent." And if any of you guys have stayed or are considering staying at the hotel in the Miami airport, I would say literally go grab a cardboard box or any alternative and go sleep in that. Cause this place was fucking disgusting. We like everything about it. I felt like people were just getting, it's a place where murderers took their victims to bury their bodies because like we went in, it smelled nasty, it was dirty. The, the windows were like these wooden shutters. It wasn't even curtains or anything like that. Then I tried to take a shower and the water was like fire hose pressure. I felt like all the skin was going to rip off my body. So we're just sitting there, me and my buddy. Well, I just met a week and a half ago on this trip because it was just like a whole um, kind of like different friend groups meeting up with each other and so i met him we got along great but we're like laying in this hotel we're like dude we just came from paradise the best place on earth and it's so funny because every single person who came to columbia extended their flight is moving back there loved it etc so we were at this less than 12 hours prior we're at the dan carlton hotel poolside just most friendly people amazing food everything's dirt cheap most beautiful woman I've ever seen on the planet. It's just like everything, beautiful weather. And now we're sitting in this Miami hotel room that looks like there's been multiple homicides that have taken place. So we're just laughing. We, we got a, a flight booked the next morning. He went back to Chicago. Another one of my friends went up to Philly. I went to Tampa. Didn't really delay much. But first thing I wanted to do because I was in Columbia for so long was come back, Get a haircut. Like, I normally go every two weeks, and I'm, I've been going to my barber at home for, man, probably since I was a sophomore in high school. Like, our relationship runs back far, and I trust him. And girls always say with guys, oh, it's so easy for your hair, blah, blah, blah. You don't have to worry about this. You don't have to worry about that. Listen, I'll tell you what. There is no worse or more anxiety-filled feeling than sitting in a new barber's chair for the first time. So what I did is I hit up one of my good friends in Tampa, I'm like, hey, man, I need a haircut. Where do you go? He always has good haircuts. So he's like, oh, I do too. So I'll make us two appointments. I'm like, great. So I get off the plane, basically went straight to the barber shop, And it's a really nice spot. I'm not going to say the name of it because I don't really like trashing other people, even though I should because these people deserve, or this guy in particular, deserves no business. Or he deserves to get his f- fucking barber license revoked. But I, <laughs> I sit down in the chair and certain barbers that kind of tilt you so you can't see the mirror and you don't really know what's going on. And it felt right, like what he was doing. I just get like a high bald fade, normally scissors on the top of my hair, like finger length, nothing crazy. And so it feels right. Um, but he wasn't really showing me. And at the end he put this wax in my hair. So like he spun me around my hair was all messy. I don't, I don't put anything in my hair. I don't use products. I'm that's why I keep my hair short, I can, I can wash it, I get out of the shower, I dry it with a towel, I'm good to go, Like I don't play around with all of like the fluffing it up, and the spiking, and the hair dryer blowing, none of that shit, so it, it looks like messy, but I'm like, you know what, it's probably gonna be fine once I wash it out, $40 for the haircut, okay, I leave, and went and got brunch, I, I put my hat on, just because I didn't like how the wax stuff looked, And I come back to our house, our Airbnb. I take a shower and I look in the mirror and I'm like, my lord, what in the fuck happened to my head? It looked like this guy took a weed whacker blind and just let loose upon my scalp. And I was just looking around like there was just no blending. There was just different lengths of hair on the top of my head. I looked like like a rabid peacock, like a mangy peacock. It was awful, and if you guys follow me on Instagram, I posted a story of the pictures. I posted the worst haircut I ever received, but I'm just looking at this shit. I'm like, what in the fuck is going on? Like The past 24 hours have been insane, so call my other boy who always has an amazing haircut. What I realized the problem was was my friend didn't misguide me, but the barbershop he goes to, he goes to a certain guy, so he booked his guy and gave me someone he had never sat down in his chair before and let him shear his head so he didn't know kind of what this guy's skill set was and I was the test subject and I got fucked so (laughs) either way next day first thing in the morning I went and fixed I walked into this barbershop at an appointment with this guy named Izzy it's called Hyde Park Barbershop if any of you guys are in Tampa and I'm like, I walk in, I'm like, are you Izzy? And he's like, yeah, man. And I'm like, I have an appointment with you. I hope you can perform surgery. And like everyone in the shop was dying. They're looking at my head. They're like, what the hell happened, man? Like I was like, my boy recommended it. They're like, your boy wants to steal your girlfriend, man. Like, <laughs> it was just this whole fiasco, but got it fixed. And now we're on the up and up. So all of that turned around, but you know, and I'm I, this isn't really the topic of the episode. I just want to share this with you guys today because like, I think uh, a lot of times we look at other people's lives, we think everything's perfect and nothing goes wrong for other people. But like that was 24 hours that would really, really infuriate and ruin sometimes someone's whole week based off that alone. And I was just laughing the whole time. Like I'm like, why get mad? Why get uptight? Why get so upset and let these things you can't control control you? You know what I mean? So the whole time, mangled head, delayed flights... Terrible, terrible hotel room, everything. I was just laughing, like, because that's that's really all you can do, and it makes situations so so much better. But anyway, we're in Tampa now. We're here um, for a couple weeks. We have a bunch of events with our team. It's beautiful here. We've been, you know, having some great food, meeting up with people that we know that live in the city, but. What I wanted to talk to you guys about today, and it's going to be kind of brief, but it's it's very important, is that that trip, that whole month in Colombia, like I, I talked about over and over, I, I say it all the time, but it's good to drive the stuff home. I spent two years grinding in the trenches, in the cauldron, just getting after it, and I wanted to take a month off, and I did, right? Um, for me, I don't know if that's the best way to go about taking my breaks because I was really thrown off. Like over there, I'm telling you guys, like our dollars three or four times more powerful. And if you have automated streams of income, and our business right now is blowing the hell up with our new liquid collagen product. Like every time I look at my phone, I'm blown away by how quickly and how large we are growing from this product. From Our team. Like, I'm not even out there firsthand recruiting a lot of these customers. It's just the residual effect, the exponential growth effect, the snowball effect of what happens in network marketing when you stick it out long enough. So I'm there. I really don't necessarily need to be focused on my business, right? There's things that I had planned on working on, but I was just so, I guess, entrenched in the experience there and like we're living like kings food is dirt cheap the best hotel in the city 60 bucks a night like you're looking around like what more could you ever really want we had a chef cooking us three beautiful meals a day and just kind of living in in paradise and I got to it's it's crazy and I, I shared this with a lot of my friends but I'm like I got to a place and since I started entrepreneurship at age 18 I've never lost an ounce of motivation I slipped into a place of being kind of content and satisfied and it was really really scary to me because I've never experienced that before because it was just like I was I had everything I wanted in that moment I'm like what more could I really want in life and so it's I knew I'm like all right I'm gonna leave here I'm gonna come back to the states and I need to make some changes and I, I feel like I knew what I had to do but I came back and it's been a slow first few days getting back into like my routine and back on my grind as I like to call it and there's a reason for it. The reason is I let a lot of habits slip. I'm very strict with my diet while I'm here. That's where it all begins with me. One small positive habit leads to an abundance of positive habits. So for me, being strict with my diet and my gym schedule is super important because once I take control of that, then I'm in control of the income producing activities for my business, staying on track, staying focused, staying motivated, because I think, the motivation, motivation's fleeting, right? Like you're motivated after you hear Les Brown scream on the microphone for a half hour. That's motivating, but when you leave or you turn off the video, then the real world is there. Your girlfriend or boyfriend's bitching at you. The dog shit on the floor. You have a fire to put out in your business. That's not motivating. But the way you stay in the game and you and you stay motivated overall is by forming the right habits and the right routines to actually perform at the level you need to perform, and and being away for a month like that, I have a cook literally every day, because I like to just have my meal replacement shake for breakfast, I don't like to have a big breakfast with all the shit, I feel like a lot of breakfast food is just terrible for you and the worst way to start, and I'd be coming out in the kitchen to make my shake, and every morning she'd be putting a plate of like arepas with cheese, eggs, fresh squeezed juice, like sausages, all this stuff, and and I don't mean to sound like I'm complaining because I, I don't want to sound that way because this is obviously like amazing. But every time I'm like, you know what? I'm in Colombia, like I'm on quote unquote vacation. I'm going to eat this stuff. I'm going to have it and enjoy myself. But starting my day off that way just led to a snowball of just like other things, me letting loose, like me having a glass of wine or two every single night when I drink maybe like one time a week now at this stage in my life, if that. And it was just like, it started off the snowball of bad habits. And I went into this with the mindset of, like, I'm gonna unplug, I'm gonna do what I have to do, I'm gonna stay working out, I'm gonna stay reading, I'm gonna stay doing my podcast, and like, essential things. But I'm not going, like, above and beyond like I normally always am. Like, I'm always thinking three moves ahead, like, chess moves. I'm thinking, like, where's my business gonna be here in six months, a year? Like, how can I set myself up for that? For here, I was just like, I'm gonna take care of like my coaching clients, I'm going to take care of my podcast, I'm going to take care of what has to be done. But other than that, I'm chilling, I'm relaxing. And it was kind of detrimental for me. So coming back here, like I said, I've been a little low energy, a little like slow getting back onto like how I know I'm able to perform. And it really all comes down to I I fucked up my habit pattern. I fucked up my routines. And now it's my responsibility to fix them. So Last night, I'm recording this on a Sunday. Last night, my boys and a lot of friends here wanted me to come out to the bar, but I'm like, I can't. Like, I can't go out and drink because I'm just going to stay in this bad habit pattern and routine pattern that I formed in Colombia of being loose with my food habits, loose with exercise, even though uh, pretty much every day I did some resistance band exercise. It's not even close to what I normally do here, and I wasn't ever sore, whatever. That's just a big part of it for me personally to stay on the success grind is health and, and fitness. But... I'm like, I go out and drink, and then I eat like shit again, and then like I'm never gonna get out of this hole that I kind of dug myself in, and so I'm like, no, nah, I'm staying in bed. I was watching um, a notorious B.I.G. documentary, and for me, rap, um, rappers in general, like the come up they have, especially someone like Biggie, couldn't be more inspiring to me. I got my shit in order. I I took out my journal and I was like, what. Is non-negotiable that I must accomplish this month. I listed everything out, practiced my Spanish, read extra, and just dug deep and just started getting more clear on my goals again. And even today, I still don't feel great, but guess what? Did the same things. Woke up, did my morning routine, did my gratitude, did um, like my affirmations, just got my head right, and I'm going to keep doing it every single day even though I don't feel like it. Just because I know that's how I get myself back in the game and like I said I'm getting vulnerable with you guys but I think it's important for you guys to understand I think a big misconception is people look at me they're like you you never stop you're never not motivated you're always on point like you're never uh, lapsing you're never taking a break like guys towards the end of this trip in 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 Tampa so far like I've been down I haven't been feeling great but how I'm wired is I know how to get back and I'm sharing with you guys how to get back so what I want to share with you, a little piece, if you understand this, no matter what rut you're in or if you're on a great roll and you fall off, you know how to get back. And everything, I, I swear, everything is about habits. Now, one, a book I love, The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg, I believe, is, there's I forget his middle initial, but he has this little chart in there. And he says, habits are all about a cue, a routine, and a reward. So say this, for example, a lot of people, a cue could be feeling down, feeling anxious, feeling stressed, right? And their routine, when they feel that way, um, is to pick up a glass of wine, pour up a drink, go go out and have some drinks with the friends, right? That's the routine, and the reward is that they temporarily feel better, right? The anxiety, the depression, uh, sometimes it's worse, but the anxiety, like all of that is relieved and you feel happier, at least for the moment, right? So with habits, when you want to change them, we keep the same cue, we provide the same reward, but we insert a new routine. So think about what I was doing you know, like I like to feel on the ball. I like to feel productive. I like to feel like I'm making a difference. I like to feel like I'm helping people. But like every single little habit can be broken down. And for like, think about just immediate gratification. I talk about this all the time how to stay away from it. Like for me, I'm always delayed gratification, right? And I know the reward for that. And I, adjust accordingly but like I was giving into immediate gratification because I was having the not so healthy breakfast which spiraled into the not so healthy lunch which was having chips before dinner which by the way in Columbia I have these mayonnaise chips guys they are fucking phenomenal besides the point <laughs> but and then it's like a couple glasses of wine at night it temporarily made me feel relieved temporarily made me feel good But after I drink and I'm like in bed, I I feel anxiety because I know I'm not being productive. So it's like a self-destructive loop. But anyway, any habit you have, right? you have your cue, you have your routine, your reward. What your goal is, if you have a bad routine, is to just change the routine. So the same cue, say you're feeling anxious, you're feeling down, you're feeling like you need some type of stimulation. Now we go to the routine. Instead of picking up the alcohol, maybe you could have a stimulating conversation with a friend or um, a member of the opposite sex that you might be interested in, right? That provides the same reward at the end of you feeling better, you feeling satisfied, but it's not nearly as destructive and doesn't lead to worse feelings at the end of it, right? So what I'm doing right now is instead of on Saturday night flipping back into the Columbia routine where I was drinking way too much and going out and partying and and, and don't get me wrong, guys, I had an amazing time, but just for me, I'm wired to like, I get fulfillment from creation, from service, from producing, from results. So th- it's just a little bit different. But anyway, instead of going and drinking, I'm like, no, I'm going to change that routine. The cue, like feeling like eh, low energy in Columbia might've been like, let's go party. Let's have a drink. Let's go out. Here it was, nah, instead of that for the routine, let's watch something that inspires me. Let's set some goals. Let's get ahead. And you know what the reward was? Same exact thing. I felt great, but it lasted. And now it's my responsibility to keep changing that routine for everything. So eating like feeling hungry instead of going to the the chef in the kitchen and having a plate of things that might not be great. I'm back on my ground with my meal replacement shakes and our amazing product line. And it's just changing these little things. For me, one small change can lead to an abundance of large changes. And for me, like I I keep saying, the nutrition and the gym alone can result in massive results in my business. And I've seen it. The times I've been most dialed in with my nutrition and um, my fitness is when I produce the largest results in my business. So I know that if I just focus there to start getting back in that routine, which today, yesterday, I had an amazing backward workout with my boy Caden. He kicked the shit out of me. Today, he kicked the shit out of me even more with legs. This dude's legs look like Californian redwoods. But I'm like, good, this is what I need. And I'm getting back into that mentality and give it a week, give it two weeks. I'm going to be right back to where I was before the trip, but you have to have the discipline just because you're feeling down doesn't mean you need to stay there. It's up to you to take responsibility, to take action, to instill those positive habits that are going to serve you, that are going to get you closer to your goals and break out of that rut. That's all it is. You feel like shit today? Fine but still do the things that you have to do. Even if you don't perform at 100%, just do them. Tell yourself, show yourself that it's non-negotiable, that you're going to make it happen by any means necessary. That's what it's about. And for me, big takeaway is that if I go away for a month, um, I need to stay productive. Like I, I can't just unplug for a month. That's that's not me. That's not how I operate. A lot of people think, like we've talked about it, Like you think that the people who are filthy rich who don't have a care in the world, who don't have any responsibilities, are the happiest. I I just don't agree with it. And I was reading um, 12 Rules for Life by Jordan Peterson today, and he was talking about, he he made the suggestion that maybe happiness comes from that uphill battle. And, And because the result we achieve at the top of that hill is fleeting. The feeling we get from that is fleeting. And it's so true. It's like I look back. I'm always happiest when I'm in the trenches, when I'm doing my thing, when I'm grinding, when I'm getting results, when I'm creating. I I do enjoy the temporary unplugs. But for me, it's better to maybe one night a week go and do something fun, go out for a nice dinner, have a nice bottle of wine, chill with the friends, unplug. But we're all different. Like You got to find fulfillment in the process. And the way to really get entrenched in the process is to form the right habits of really building, just building, building, productivity, growth, 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 that's it. So I don't want to keep rambling on and on here, but I just wanted to bring light to you guys that, yes, a lot of the entrepreneurs you see who are quote-unquote crushing it do have feelings like this too where they go through ruts but the difference is you got to have the discipline to reform your habits, know that we're in control of our habits, that you're not going to be stuck there forever, that you can rebuild them quickly. You just got to have the discipline, Know, listen to stuff like this, know that it's possible to get out of it and know that um, it's okay to have moments when you're down. Like and it, it, you should talk about it. You should put it out there because it makes you more relatable. It's going to actually help someone because you don't look like you have a perfect image all the time. And it's just good to be self aware. Like, I learned a lot. I had the most amazing time ever. But at the same time, I know that that's just not a lifestyle I can live. I gotta keep producing. I gotta keep helping my people, providing results, and making forward progress. So, next round in Medellin, which I'm probably gonna move there for like three months, this time much differently, like, make sure the Wi Fi is stable have a good setup, like a beautiful apartment with space to work and just with solely people that are on the same type of path as me and just make it happen. But um, yeah, and I just hope that all you guys listening were able to take away from this uh, a few different lessons and a few different things that are going to help you with your journey. If you're ever struggling, my DMs are always open. If you're feeling that lack of motivation, I feel you. It happens sometimes, but just can't be a bitch about it like this is life we're in control we're the soldiers we got to go out there and do our thing make it happen no one's going to make it happen for us so guys if you got value from today's episode you know someone who needs to hear this message all i ask send it to them take this take a screenshot of spotify or apple Podcasts wherever you're listening post it on your story tag me and uh leave us a written review and hit the subscribe button it just really helps us reach more people help more other entrepreneurs and ultimately get you to a place as well if you're listening to this you're not exactly where you want to be where you can have the opportunity to go travel the world invest in businesses um, start businesses that you're passionate about and unlock your dream life that's what this show is all about solely to help you solely to equip you with everything you need to go out there and just be a badass motherfucker so love you guys thank you for listening i hope you go out there and crush it this week and we will catch you on the next episode later everybody